0: Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin and Aaron on this week's show. So much to this gardening business. Ahoy. Ahoy. <laughs> Hello.
1: hey, how how goes it? It's fine. I arrive precisely when I mean to. Everything's fine. Don't worry
0: about it. (laughs) Oh, that's a that's a reference, everybody. (laughs) Uh
1: So there was it was bridge work coming home on I-44. It was not happening when I left earlier this afternoon. Oh no. So so that was a fun, exciting thing to discover on the way home. So I was like, oh yeah, we'll make it. We'll have a little bit of time. We'll be good to go. And then all of a sudden it's like stopped traffic ahead. I was like, uh. Oh oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Mild panic. Mild panic. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> so apparently the MoDOT decided now it was the best time to work on a bridge. So we had to stop and go around. Uh, oh, you didn't you didn't stop to admire the scenery? I mean, I was stopped on the middle of the interstate. So, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> because they, they, like, it was one of those, like, random, like, overpasses. So, you just had to, they, like, funneled ev- all the traffic over to go up and then back down
0: mm. to the other side. <laughs> nice.
1: Apparently, they don't want you driving on a bridge while they're driving under a bridge, while they're working on it. Weird. Matures. I know Lame. I've done that in Iowa. I drove under a bridge once in Iowa that was being actively demolished. Okay. So I don't know what can be done. <laughs> they like just closed down one lane at a time. They're like, it's fine. Okay. It was like a wrecking ball. Like, I was like, mm.
0: it'll all mostly fall on this side anyway. It's yeah. Okay. It, it's okay.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. how kind of falling
0: works. Why do you look panicked? It's okay. Just drive quickly, move along. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was the <laughs> delay found out huh. the problem so
2: well you know it could have been worse yeah it's true huh. there's an actual solution to the problem I <laughs> that's good yeah. yeah like that it could have been far far
1: worse
0: yeah yeah
1: so I, again the one day a week i have a thing to do like i have nothing
0: yeah well you should you should file a complaint with modot and uh just get so, yeah
1: yeah come on guys Excuse the me. one day i was going to do a thing and then i had somewhere to be they're like
2: nah just kidding what's closed down the highway it's all it's, fine. it's, all, good. <laughs> it's all good Jeez. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah. else when you're not uh aaron uh how was your how was your did you did you find any bridges or overpasses that needed uh attention uh
3: probably I feel like most of the bridges in our areas were um developed when Oklahoma became a state mm-hmm. um the the main highway to get off um to go to our house uh there is bridge constructing like they uh rerouted um to one side and they just completely tore up or like like exploded one half of the bridge and it's like eh we'll fix it eventually. So um going up 169 uh through Tulsa goes to literally like one lane and that part of Tulsa is like the busiest part of Tulsa. And so every day on the little drive news it's like oh hey be prepared to stop and I'm like oh I I know exactly where he's talking about. He doesn't even have to say what, what the road is. So that's uh that part is miserable.
0: <laughs> Surprised they're not. Hey everybody, why are you still driving over here? Please take another route, please, yeah, please. You think people would uh, adapt by
3: then. But thankfully I don't take that route. I go the opposite direction so I avoid it completely.
0: Well, that's good news. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. the way. Don't go, yes. right? <laughs> don't go the uh, don't go the other way. <laughs> avoid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have no bridges that I have. uh, I mean, I'm sure I've burned lots, but I have not have not crossed. Oh, no. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I I have crossed no, no, uh, no bridges of of um, ill repute, I suppose, uh, recently. So unfortunately, I have no I cannot truly empathize in this
1: manner. Well, I will tell you why I was traveling down. A road that needed oh, yes. bridge repair. So we uh, we went to Springfield today with a bunch of friends, right? So, had the old day out. So we went and ate some lunch, right? By the way, you need to go to a place called Korea on uh, Republic Road in Fremont over there. Okay. Go there. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. So, like Korean and Japanese food. Gotcha. Yes. Just yes. Okay. So go there. Excellent.
2: Okay. Uh, but we went... Uh today we went to the Springfield Museum. Yeah. Really?
0: Okay.
2: Right. Yeah, so it's Go right on. on the square.
1: Okay? It's on the square. So right, oh, right on the Yes, okay. Right on the at. north corner of the square right by Boonville, right next to yeah. the Fox Theater. Okay? It's just like there. There's like a kind of a sign on the roof of the building, right? But it's just like an old building on the square. Huh. It's right by that rickshaw Chinese restaurant that's been open since the '80s, and I've never seen anybody eat there. So I really yeah. want to know what it's about. But well, we went there. Okay, first surprise of the day: uh, the Springfield Museum, free to teachers. Hey, so, so all of us are teachers. <laughs> um, so we guess what? A, we went to a free museum. <laughs>
0: wow. That's an excellent price.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, we walked in and we're like, how much are the tickets? And the lady's like, what kind of tickets? And my friend was like, uh, what? The t- the what, ticket mean, tickets? what kind of ticket? There's different prices for like senior adult oh. kid, right? And she didn't see that we we're all there. And so, yeah, we, were, <laughs> we discovered
2: that teachers are free. <laughs> this is great news, right? This is fantastic so the building is this museum is amazing okay so
1: just so you know so like it's a little bit weird because it used to be she was sort of explaining how it worked and it was like two buildings and then they like just sort of became one building so like you're on the first floor the second floor is like what they what's called the second floor is like two feet higher on the other side of the building <laughs> what what yeah, it's kind of weird. And so it's kind of staggered like that. Like the, huh. when you're looking at the door, like the left side of the building is lower than the right side like of where the floors
0: are inside. So it's kind of like staggered uh, like that. Oh, because when the, when the buildings were built, they built them to different floor heights. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. they tried to merge them. How they merge the buildings together. So the floor heights are kind of the same. So it's like
1: you're on the huh. first floor. And then she was like, she was like explaining it. She's like, okay, just so you know, this is the first floor. You're going to take the elevator to the third floor. And she goes, that's the second floor. And she pointed across the room and it's literally like a foot taller. And I was like,
0: well, that's not confusing at all. (laughs) I'm glad this is very clear and I won't be confused right now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh Once gosh. you get to the third
1: floor, you walk up the rest of the floors. And it's just like a ramp. You just kind of go You go up to the third floor and then it sort of spirals around until all of a sudden you're on the fifth floor and you don't really know how you got there, right? It's just like, oh, I'm on the fifth floor now. Right. <laughs> 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 but I think it's because the building closest to Boonville, right? Because Boonville slopes down, you know, south uh, of the square. So it's oh, lower. Yeah. So
0: I think that's why. So yeah, we, we actually went to uh, here's a little museum Story trading. Um, Aaron, have you heard of Jim the Wonder
2: Dog?
3: Jim the Wonder Dog,
2: yes,
0: negative. Okay, this is not shocking. <laughs> Jim is Missouri's official Wonder Dog, okay. and And <sighs> hi, hey, look him up. There's a museum de- de- dedicated to him in Marshall, Missouri. Uh, not too far from uh, where I live. Hey. Jim was uh, a hunting dog. And um, on one uh, particular hunting trip, uh, the, his owner said something like, Oh, I'm going to go lay down under an oak tree. And they were in the middle of the wood. And Jim walked up and lay down next to an oak tree. And the owner thought that was odd. So then he said, Oh, no, I'm going to go lay down under a maple tree. And then Jim went and found. Um, and a maple tree, and laid down next to it uh, uh. <laughs> and um and he Fascinating. Uh, yeah, and then he just kept on doing this stuff, and one of the stories, so they uh, the owner and his wife owned a hotel in Marshall, and Jim uh. just kind of hung out there, and one of the tricks that they would do is they would gather all of the attendants there and have and just like ask jim stuff, and it was things like go find an out-of-state license plate. And he would go. <laughs> yeah, he would go. And he would uh, uh, go sit by the car that had the out-of-state license plate. Um, they'd say, uh, go find the girl in the polka dot dress. And he would go and find next the girl in polka dot dress. They would also do things like the owner would have a person in the audience write instructions on a note. Uh-huh. And then hand it, and then hand it to Jim and say, do whatever it says. And then he would go and do it. <laughs> they, and there are multiple, multiple eyewitness accounts doing this. They took uh-huh. him, they took him to MU uh, to, to take, to do this. Um, yeah. Yeah. And all of the, <laughs> it was, they would, they would, they would say, you know, go find a black car, go find a blue car. or. Um, Go find. Oh, one of the ones that he would do is they would um, they would ask him to go find the people from X City. So he would they'd say uh, go find the visitor from Kansas City, uh-huh. and and he would wander over in the crowd and sit by the person. Um, apparently, he chose the winner of seven consecutive Kentucky Derbies. He chose what? the winner of the World Series of Baseball, and he could choose the sex of unborn babies.
2: <laughs> Hold on here. <laughs>
3: All right, the governor yeah. of Missouri signed a bill making Jim the Wonder Dog Missouri's Wonder Dog. We are pleased that Jim has finally been recognized by the state where Jim lived his life. The story of Jim has been well-known throughout the state for many years, but now he is truly Missouri's Wonder Dog. Oh, there's a shop. Oh. Yeah. yeah, we went there. We talked to him. Talked to him. How did you find this? What is this? What? Uh, oh, the true story, Jim the Wonder Dog. Oh, for 10 bucks. Okay.
0: Well, uh, so at the, um, at the, at Lillian and school, they, mm-hmm. they talked about this and they actually read the book about him in class. Um, yeah. And then Lillian was like, Oh, I, I want to go see the museum. And we were like, Okay, yeah, we'll go see the museum. So we went to the museum and sure enough, got it. <laughs> and, uh, really? yeah, there's, yeah, it's it's really wild. Um, I w- there was another one where like, they, um, like yeah, he went and performed. He went to the like I said, the M- University of Missouri and performed in front of their the head veterinarian. Um, he had all of his tests do it. Um, and it was yeah, it was it was that. So um, it was okay. it was very interesting to go and learn about Jim the Wonder Dog, and it's just this little, little little shop, little museum that's built on the grounds of the original hotel where the where the owner and his wife lived and where jim lived for his life um and it was just pretty neat to to kind of hear of all the the one-off stories involving jim uh they have a little video that they play for all the visitors of interviews of people who actually saw Jim were alive at the time of Jim again Jim was back in, it was this was back in 1930s or you know 1940s that, that so, was my
3: next question okay thank you yes
0: so it is a boot uh, for a for piece ago um, but yeah they uh the, <laughs> the, the video was shot a while ago now um, yeah. but yeah they had talked to some survivors they even talked to it was kind of it was kind of neat they talked to the girl so that story I told you of the girl with the polka dot dress they got yeah. to, they they tracked that lady down, I don't know how,
2: and they talked, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, they interviewed her, and then they had the dress that she wore um framed up on the wall uh from whenever she got to meet Jim, so it was oh uh my gosh, yeah, it's pretty it's all volunteer run, um kind of you know <laughs> and um, they've got a cool little memorial garden out there yeah, i'm
3: looking i'm I'm looking at the pictures right now, oh, it's at the rough motel,
2: oh, yeah. Yeah, I know.
3: So okay. Know. So the question is, how long did it take you to actually go through the entire museum?
0: Oh, like seven minutes. It's very small. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it took us longer to walk around and read the placards in the memorial garden than it did <laughs> to actually like go through the museum. So, <laughs> oh, that is adorable. Yeah, yeah I'm
3: looking. I'm looking at all these little pictures, and yeah, they found. Okay, so there's a picture of a older lady holding
0: like a dress that's the, that's the lady in the the, per, the oh. polka dot dress or whatever yeah well, i could download jpeg that's okay yeah, uh Jim yeah. the water memorial
3: garden oh okay this yeah. is not at all what i was expecting <laughs> right oh <so> for okay <laughs> so so for commute wise how far of the of a drive is that
0: well from uh, from Springfield, it's about a two and a half hour drive north. Okay. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's ways up. Marshall is is not close to anything. It's even further away than the other place. So, um,
3: find out where Marshall, Missouri is. Hold on.
0: Dang it's it. just, good luck.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Marshall, Texas, Missouri. No.
2: Nope.
3: Okay. So from from your all's location. It, it hold on wait for it wait oh it's like straight north
0: yes it is it is a, it's straight as the arrow north <laughs> Yeah, us. literally yeah
3: there's there's that road and then boop, oh, yeah right there, right there. okay yeah.
0: wow and it was really neat the they um they are very i will i will say this no look running a volunteer museum is tough so i don't ah. look it's fine they are they're a bit lax on what hours of operations mean because uh-huh. we we checked out everything we read the read the online I, I called and I verified when they open and they said yes we open at this time we showed up at the time and they were not open um, at, at all <laughs> so we leisurely went through the stroll garden then like walked around the square and went well what do we do now I guess we'll go <laughs> eat breakfast And then while we were walking to a breakfast place off the square, we saw that they were open. (laughs) Oh, finally open. Okay. Yeah. There was like 45 minutes after they were supposed to be open, they were finally open, but that's fine. Okay. And that's fine. Again, it's a volunteer organization that keeps this thing up and running. I'm surprised they even have the hours that they do. So then we got in and they've got, they've got memorabilia uh, there. They've got people have saved you know flyers from uh when he would travel and show off his his abilities um they've got books that were written about him and all sorts of photographs of people with him over the years and stuff so it was um it's pretty neat to you know it's kind of just a, a neat little interesting story right if you're like yeah. really like oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> it's it's different because yeah there's
3: there's all those i mean there's always like something like, somewhere that you just stumble upon, and you're just like, eh, okay, um, like, the uh, uh, what was that, but, like, the potential, uh, little house on the prairie, you know, prairie house up in, uh, Independence, Kansas, that we went to. We were just driving, and we saw, oh, yeah. like, a little school building, and we're, like, what is this? And, I'm like, oh, it's the uh, oh, okay, like, where the, where she could have possibly lived. And, like, you get out, and you walk around, be there for, like, ten minutes, right? like, Okay, and you just leave. So, <laughs> it's like there, there's there's always something hidden somewhere that you're just like, oh yeah, that's here. All right, time to go.
0: <laughs> well, and you're right. It's usually a very hyper local piece of
2: mm-hmm.
0: history or a hyper like very specific single point yes. in time, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it's not it's not anything like you know it's going to draw large gigantic crowds. Nope. It's like oh yeah. Um. hey, do you like this? Okay. And then you just show up and then, yeah, it's like the same people that's just like, that are interested in the same thing that you are and then you just do the thing and you leave.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, I,
3: there, There's no
2: amount of like, it, it, yeah, it that, that is
3: bizarre. Like I'm looking at these pictures. I'm like, this exists? Like, yeah, it's cool because like at first it, I was like thinking it was going to be like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, Balto and like his story, like, no, nah, it just, you know, dog guest, which, which it, in hindsight is actually like really cool. Cause it's like a dog did what now? <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not dissing the, the fact that this dog was very wondrous. Um, it mm. is just yeah. not what oh. I was like anticipating.
0: So. Oh, oh, oh I, I forgot this other part about Jim as well. Oh, tell me about Jim. Go Sorry. pr Prior. Prior to him and this expose, he was actually deemed okay. <laughs> Outdoor Life's magazine the hunting dog of the country. Okay, so that was that was his first award. He was deemed the best hunting dog in the United States. Oh, and then, and then when they yeah, so he was this great hunting dog. And then while out uh, hunting, that's whenever the owner said the thing about the tree, and then so on and so forth. Jim Wonder Dog being able to pick out all this stuff
3: i will say i did not realize how hot it was today um until i actually like because i i've been outside like all day since like eight o'clock this morning mm. and being in the ac like at noon i was like oh it is really hot outside <laughs> so it, if, it, if it's melting things i could definitely like understand that
0: uh so you're doing more more work on your fields ah uh,
3: yes so oh, oh. <laughs> uh, sorry it,
2: it, Look, being a head coach is fun. I'm having fun, but
3: it there's so much to just this, this gardening business. Um, so I I've been out. So the field, my softball field, the there, there's two parts of the field. There's the infield which is dirt, and then there's the outfield which is all grass. Um, uh-huh. so for Bermuda grass. This is the boring part. We're only like again a few niche people will be like, oh yeah, that's actually really interesting. Um, where the outfield is Bermuda grass and the, uh, the, the dirt. So if, soil, sorry for you, you know, environmental engineers out yep. there. Uh, the soil, I'm
0: unsubscribing.
3: Right, the soil itself, um, God, it is like <laughs> just clay. Like it is just hard clay. Like it gets wet and then it's just like going to um, like solidify and good luck. You know, you're playing on concrete, essentially. So I've been out there the past, like, you know, weeks just just doing back and forth maintenance of, Mm. you know, setting out the the water reel that I sent you pictures of. um, Yeah. Setting that up, going and actually like physically, you know, mowing and then just dragging, just taking a big old called a nail drag, which is just imagine like a big, heavy, like steel comb. And dragging it behind something and then just, Mm. you know, dragging circles and just trying to do anything possible. Get, you know, it in decent shape and to where like you can stop and you play it. And today um, I went up to Coffeyville, Kansas, which is, um, you know, just right on the border Uh in, you know, Oklahoma, Kansas and went to a little feed shop went in, um, you know, got just a little extra Bermuda grass and they are like, Oh, do you want, you know, uh this kind or you want this kind? I'm like, I, I just it, is it green? Like, I don't I don't know what you want from me. They built it to my school. I went down there, watered the field, mowed it. Um and I, I was up there at nine o'clock and I left there about like two thirty. Mm. And uh, it's talking to one of the other coaches. He's like, Oh yeah, you got to get, you know, this, you know, you know, blah, 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 jaspew on there. That'll kill this. You got to get rid of that. And then this, this weed here, this is called blot. I'm like, hey, it's that one's green and that one's green. I don't, I don't know. And the other re- fun responsibilities of being a head coach is trying to find dirt. So this, this all clay infield, which. I've worked and worked and worked. So it's moderately soft because there's just a layer of clay and then there's there's some decent soil underneath it. But trying to get in contact with these people with um, companies that do like soil and, you know, rock and be like, hey, do you have stuff for a baseball, softball field? I'm like, we do. It's this. I'm like, oh, it's perfect. It's graded. It's all this stuff. How much? And they send you a quote. And then I go to my AD and superintendent and say, so, like, they gave us this quote. What can I get? and they're like oh well we could get this oh but how about this person want it so trying to do like the logistics of
2: Mm. just getting dirt like (laughs) just give me nice dirt put it on there and call it a day um i
3: we got our schedule situated kind of uh we have a big tournament that we host however the previous coach um failed to notify anybody before they left that they had uh provided a said um schedule for a tournament because with tournaments you know you typically have like 8 or 12 teams show up and uh I don't know who's coming to our own tournament which that's like a big money maker for us and so I'll talk to the AD and my assistant and they're like oh do you know who's coming and like no do you they're like oh no so we've been in pure panic mode, for like two days, um, trying to figure out, like, trying to track down the old coach, mm-hmm. trying to figure out, like, and it, it, it it's kind of awkward because, like, especially today, I, I finally like contacted other coaches because, you know, if there's like a rain delay or something, you want to get a hold of somebody like, Hey, you know, can we postpone it? And so I like texted a bunch of coaches and my number and, um, everyone's been like super excited for me. And some of them are like, hey, we're confirmed to come to your tournament, right? I'm like, that is an adorable question. I don't know. Uh, but mm. when I do, I will let you know. And some of the people are like, oh, that's right. You're just not taking over. You don't have anything, do yet. I'm like, I, I don't. But so thankfully, there was a breakthrough where we finally tracked down the previous coach and we finally tracked down this el- these el- elusive list. So tomorrow, I'm going to go up there, find it, and then just call all these people and see if I can get a few more. Uh, people to come in and then that that was like the biggest stress oh and then like one of my assistant coaches just like design because of reasons not because of me or the other coaches or kids but they're like yeah i don't want to do it i'm like okay Mm. bye
2: Mm. so
3: so there i have i had two coaches so three in total and then now it's just us two which, which is fine. We, we game plan today, but trying to the, the back and forth of like contacting parents, contacting, you know, um, our brand rep people and trying to order like packs and clothes and all this stuff. It's, it, it's kind of exhausting. Like it's, it's interesting because it is like administrative and people are asking you questions and you've been assistant for a while and you're like, Oh, go talk to the coach. I, oh crap, that's me. Ah, shoot. Uh, but thankfully, everyone has been really, like, helpful and, like, patient. Because the, the the financial ladies over the front office, I'm like, hi, I'm new. I don't know how to fill it. any of this paperwork. And they're like, oh,
2: we'll take care of you. I'm like,
3: yes. I've got them on my side. They like me now. <laughs> They'll give me anything I want. And the I, I got some kids whose parents are on the school board. And I have a a group message thing with the parents and they're like, hey, what do you need? Like, as far as dirt wise, well, I'd really like this. And they're like, "Okay, we're going to get it approved for you. I'm like, oh, shut up. I can't tell that. Say that. But I'm just like, oh, really? Uh I mean, I mean, I guess if you want to, Uh, (laughs) because it's like I got to get stuff to get the weeds. I got to get the speed. I got to water it. I got to get fertilizer on it. I got to be like constantly down there doing something. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I met with some of them, I'm like, I mean, it'd just be like really nice if we can get, you know, turf one day. So that way I wouldn't have to drive up here so much. And, you know, it'd be for the kids. And that way we wouldn't have to spend so much money on this. And it just, it, oh, the, it's for the kids. And a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, we could totally do that. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. Because as much fun as it is to mow almost every single day, it's not well, that sure. much fun. And I, I have more important things to do, like finding a stupid list of teams that we're playing. And so, <laughs> I, yeah i i definitely it, if there's anything of me winning an oscar anytime soon it was the past few days because i've just been
2: hmm. oh well i it's tough but you know we gotta do
3: what we gotta do like oh can, <laughs> can we do can we do anything to make it easier well i mean turf would be really nice and right. my my school is going to get wind turbines in the next like two years. So we're going to get like a big influx of money. So I'm not like super worried about it. Uh, Hmm. But I'm trying to get people on my side. um, So we can actually like get the ball rolling because if you think about it long-term wise, like trying to host tournaments sucks because like, what if there's a rain delay? Like what if, you know, something happens to your fields and you have to call 20 people instead of like, Oh no, it rained. well, Still, time to play, and it it's it's a big money maker for you know, especially a lot of small schools, and sure. we're a very small school, so I, I've got I've gotten things worked up and um, you know, loosened a little bit, but it's I, I, I had to scrub ten pounds of dirt off of me today uh because I've just been just wallering. But, supposed,
0: to leave, supposed to leave that on the field? What are you doing taking all that valuable dirt with you?
3: Well, I, 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 that's the stuff that they don't want. That's the that's the, that's the clay. I've been mean, <laughs> I've been molding pots this entire time.
0: Um, <laughs> well, so yeah, you could you could start a pottery class. What I, when you say when yes. you say condition field? How do you judge if it's conditioned enough? Do you have metrics? Is do you have a tool that you measure? So it's got to, it's got to run for ten minutes without getting tired, right? It's got to be able to
1: lift pacer fifty pounds. The ex- repeatedly. Yeah. Um, oh, not
0: the pacer! No, the fitness Sorry. gram is a multi-stage <laughs> <laughs> capacity test. that um, <laughs> progressively gets more difficult as you continue. So, <laughs>
3: uh, horrible memories of gym class. Um, yeah, the. Or PE. So the so for my field in particularly, um I look at how well is the gra- the outfield grass holding. Um and then I basically flood it. Like I'll I'll set the sprinkler on there and I will just like won't move it. And so it'll be like nice puddles. Like, all right, does the grass hold pretty well? It's Bermuda, so it should. And then you know it's a little wet, you can play on it. The dirt. That's your big that's your big problem, because it's, you know, if a big gust of wind goes that comes through, is it blowing, you know, you know, a dust cloud off your field? So with like baseball and softball fields, you need like a good mix of like sand, soil and, uh, you know, something else. Obviously, I'm really good at this Um, to make it (laughs) to where it's soft. But, like, the water is, like, if there's water, it's not standing, it gets absorbed, so all you got to do is drag it and it's ready to go. Hmm. Um, you can you can condition your soil with things called, like, turfus or the field conditioner, which, like, helps bond a lot of, like, kind of think of, like, an aggregate, really, where, like, it bonds a lot of stuff, but, like, it makes it soft, but sturdy enough to where, like, if the ball is hit on the ground, it's not going to, like, dead it like sand. And so you can slide on it, not get hurt. Um, and, you know, if it rains, it's not going to completely set you back four days hmm. just to get your field dry. So um, hmm. the other the other big thing that I look at is a, a lot of the parents are like, this field hasn't looked this good in like five years. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. I promise I'm a coach. I just look homeless because I'm covered in dirt. Um, Life. What I'm hearing here
1: is a potential crossover event with the uh, FFA soil sciences team.
3: That's what I'm saying. Really
1: it's really what I'm seeing in the future. Don't
3: don't don't get this. Oh yeah, yeah. the ultimate they, collab. Now the the there is a <laughs> there used to be a <laughs> surveying team here at my school where they used to go to like surveying competitions. And I was oh, talking yeah. to the ag teacher, and I'm like, what? You look at dirt
2: the whole time, it's like, no, it's
3: actually like really cool. Like we take like solo samples and like we like we grade it. I was like, Oh my gosh. He's like that mole man from the movie uh Atlantis, where he like digs and he has little like oh, I was thinking yeah, about yeah. South yeah. Park,
1: bigger, longer, uncut, but yeah.
3: That one, yes. So <laughs> um I, I did talk to a lot of people because if you know anything about my school, there's literally nothing around it. Um it's pretty view. But there's hardly any trees, so I was like, "Hey, can we plant some trees around my field to get you know some
0: shade in some areas?" And they're like, "Yeah, we could do that."
1: Yes. Windbreak. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, guys, oh, let me tell you what later. happens if you don't have windbreaks. Oh, wait. I think you already know. Yeah. It's called yeah. the dust
1: bowl, so, and it's happened before.
0: Yeah. done
3: done So it's really kind of nice because, like the way that I've been talking with people, like getting like the whole school involved, not just like, cause like I talked to the, the, you know, the, the band people I've talked I've talked to the ag people I've talked to you know, the maintenance people. And they're like, what the, the band guys like, dude, I didn't even know that like our old softball coach left. That's how little, like the coaches talk to us. And I'm like, no, I mean, we're like a school and we, I need like your all's help. And you know, you gonna need my help. And, blah 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 and so like just try to get like other programs and like activities like on board and um plan- oh planning fundraisers that's another big thing uh you have to get fundraisers approved um and you have to freaking fight other act- you know activities like well these guys did this thing last year and this is their big money thing like i don't care i need monies um so i'm trying to i'm trying to orchestrate um a big like evening events where i have like a bunch of kids show up there's like a 5k or a pillar run and there's like a softball and kickball tournament and like we feed them watermelons and you know with food and cookouts i'm trying to organize that kind of a big money maker um or at least my programming for the school and people are like oh you're actually like bringing money in like well what they do last year it's like oh they only raised like 200 bucks i'm like ah oh no like i need money for things people you don't understand umpires are expensive so um trying to like coordinate it like everything is um a very interesting task that's like it's it's there's a lot to it but it's kind of fun because it is administrative and it's like hey coach what do you do about this Oh, you gotta talk. Oh, wait, I'm the head coach. Oh, that's a bad idea. Oh no, uh,
1: <laughs> well, you gotta talk to the coach. Oh no,
3: it's me. <laughs> oh, I need adults. Oh wait, that's me. Oh no, crap. Um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff like that where um it's it's coming it's really enjoyable and seeing the excitement on a lot of people's faces in talking about um the things that we're doing and the sheer fact that people are like willing to help. Like, hey, dude, I got. I got this kind of machine that can help with this. Like, where do you want it? I'm like, oh well, I want it over there. Do this, and it's having a supportive community is really like making my life way easier. Um, and having like kids show up and be like, hey, can we help? Like, Mo, I'm like, oh, of course you can, small human. I would love that. Thank you. You are welcome. So that that's that's really fun. Is the you know because people are like, oh well, they're not going to be very good and blah 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 and now yeah, having people like show up and be like, Hey, yeah, we're here to help and ready to do whatever. And that, that's kind of, you know, a moral victory. And it, that's kind of nice. And it's going to be a good, good sign for what's to hopefully come this season.
2: Sweet. <laughs>
3: Got the ball rolling. I made that pun earlier and no one laughed.
1: So, um, nah. oh, cause you were done and I was fighting my internet. Everything's fine. Oh,
3: <laughs> not, not, not with you guys. I, I did that oh. with some <laughs> of the, uh, the other people. And I was like, I mean, we're just trying to get the ball rolling. And they just looked at me and I'm like, because of You know, like
1: a like, uh, like a ball. ground like a ground ball. Okay. A ground, ball. Oh. Like a ground
3: ball? No, okay. Right. So <laughs> right.
1: I'm sorry that they don't appreciate your jokes. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for you.
3: They we appreciate
0: will, they will, they will get you. Will get humor. I'll be an oddball out for a
1: while, but I'm right. oddball
0: out. Uh, uh, <laughs> that, that one was unintended, I promise.
3: Uh, whatever <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm sitting inside the AC. I'm enjoying not being in the sun, but I definitely am very, various shades of red and burnt. Um, but it's worth it for the children.
2: There you go.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. It's a lot oh, and to we start practice. We start practice next week on Monday. Um and I've been having uh been in constant contact with the local newspaper people because they want to come out and take pictures. Aww. And uh there you go. yeah, because I was I was sitting there things like, Man, one more week and ch- and uh my principal's like, No, dude, you have practice Monday. And I'm like, Man, who scheduled that? Oh crap, it. Uh, <laughs> ah, it was me again. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am my own enemy. So <laughs> that's um yeah, so we, we start practice and then our first game is Crap. Um, if only I could touch the coach. Oh, wait, it's me. Dang it. Uh, messages. I don't really want to hear
1: any reminders about how close school yeah. is really to starting. So you just keep August that to yourself, please.
3: No. is what our first game is. And we have school August 14th.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm so thrilled. Gross. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's what I got going on. Woo. Very nice.
0: Just a hard gardening
2: man. That's
0: <laughs> what he is. He's a man of the earth out there yeah. killing the soil. A man of the soil.
2: You out
1: there like I'm imagining like this like he's out there in his overalls. He walks out to the softball field in the early morning. Reaches down.
2: Grabs a handful of dirt. Picks it up. No.
3: <laughs> He's gone. Dang it, Brandon. Um, I I am teaching my kids sarcasm. Uh, because I told them I was like, hey, if we do good on certain days, Fridays could be you know relaxed fit or shorts day. But was like, but we don't. If we don't have a good practice, you know, we'll be uh, practicing in jean overalls. And one of the kids is like, Coach, I don't own jean overalls. I'm like, Gosh, dang it! You will understand humor by the end of the season. I promise. <laughs> promise you, kid. I don't care if I teach you softball. I will teach you sarcasm. Important. So that's my goal anyways. (laughs)
0: Very nice. Well, that's cool. I'm glad those things are are, are coming together. Um, Do you have a good group of people people on the team?
3: Uh, So I met a a few of them for a parent meeting, and I only have about, as of right now, um, 14
2: kids. Four seniors, I think like, oh uh, crap! Four seniors, three juniors, four, five, seven, nine, ten, three sophomores,
3: and then the rest freshmen. So I got a I got a small team, but every everyone says that everyone left uh, because they didn't like the previous coach, and so they. I I think if rumors are to be believed that um most of them will come back once they realize that there's a new sheriff in town. Um hmm. <laughs> so I might have more. But I have like twenty six like junior high kids coming, so that's a little intimidating. Oof. Um uh, Yeah. And so as of right now we're gonna have practices separate, so we don't have like overlapping of a thousand kids running around. Hmm. A thousand and one. And so um Cause as of, you know, as of right now, there's only two of us coaches. So we'll, um, we'll, we'll do practices separately. Um, but everyone that I've talked to, they, the last year, they didn't have a great record. Um, because I guess they just, uh, according to everybody weren't quote unquote coached, but I was like, you mm, can still do decent, but apparently they didn't do so great. Um, but everyone I've talked to is like, you know, there's talent on your team. They you just got to get, you know, pointed in the right direction. So. Mm. Um, softball will be interesting baseball um, everyone says that they will be really really good they're young they're teenage boys so they'll they'll be a headache but i bet it'll be fine
0: well you know in some instances um you know we generally you know hopefully this is not a scenario where we go from a a one bad situation into another Um, that would be bad it would be bad. Um, some would say, uh, much like going from the frying pan into the fire. Um, it's true. With, which is which is our next chapter
2: that we yeah. we read in *DAS Hobbit*. Oh, bam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this one, uh, oh, I have to get my book over here. I gotta get ready. Sorry, I, I made the transition and I wasn't ready. I'm so sorry. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I love how this one starts too. Uh, Just very plain, matter of fact. Bilbo had escaped the goblins, but he did not know where he was. (laughs) Pretty much sums it up, you know. Sums it up right up. Very, very well done for for this chapter.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I also like it's just kind of weird, right? It sort of like goes. Uh, and he he's kind of, he's not lost for too long because he hears some sounds, you know, that don't sound
0: too goblin-y. Goblin-y. I love that. <laughs> it's like, they didn't sound like goblins. Yeah. And I just, I don't know what that sounds like, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I guess I could imagine something. It's <laughs> not like goblins. Just not. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just, I don't know what the problem is. It's just not like goblins. Uh, and he hears, he encroaches
2: closer, and he decides that it would be funny if he,
1: they're talking about how they've lost him, right? And so he thinks it's going to be hilarious uh, if he uses his little new magic toy to sneak upon them, right? And be like, "Ha! Oh, here I am. Ta-da.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, and they are all quite befuddled and shocked. And oh, what did he say? What's the phrase that he uses there when he jumps out? He, says, he said, um, and here's the burglar. <laughs> oh, yes, he said, and here is the burglar. Uh, <laughs> and it says, uh, um,
1: oh gosh. Fallen no, is very miffed because he was on guard and nobody sneaks by me. How'd you do that? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he has to go on and, and he does tell him about the. Oh, he does not tell them about the ring at this point, does he? Yeah, no, he does not. He, he decides
1: doesn't. that it's best to be he tells them everything else, just leaves that part out. Just, oh, they don't need to know about that right now. It's
2: fine. It's okay. We don't need to know.
0: <laughs> Yes, and and he gets a little suspicious look from Gandalf where he goes, oh, I wonder if he kind of thinks of uh what I what I left out uh of as yeah, part that? of my story. Yes. Exactly
2: I'm Trying to find this place But I guess it's further up So yeah He's uh, They're reunited
1: And, and it, feels it feels so good it feels
2: so good Yeah Yeah
1: Sorry Exactly Right <laughs> uh, And they just sort of plan Right They kind
2: of They're like Okay well Now what <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah Well then they they the As they're as they're d- discussing and going about this we're introduced to a, a new kind of creature in the uh in the realm uh where where they stumble upon this is where they stumble upon the wargs
1: yeah so they hear them yeah right they kind of hear them coming uh and they're not quite sure they hear them kind of off you know
2: and then uh then they have to you know they hear them getting closer so they kind of start to worry about them
1: and then there's a, a big long is this where there's a big long kind of talk about like how
2: wargs and goblins are like, you know, in cahoots. Right. It's kind of weird, but like, <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's an it's a it's another sign of these like deep old alliances that are that are there. Um, but yeah, they do talk about them. And in, this is where Bilbo is like, well, he, he'd never, you know, met a wolf. But he knew the noise because he'd heard it described in tales, right? So it's this other yes. like Bilbo's connected to lore and stories of of times begone. And I don't. It's just very interesting how how to recognize a sound based off of a description from a story, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I found the part. I was looking forward to hear. So
1: oh, but he goes, "Oh no! What shall we do? What shall we do?" He cried, escaping goblins to be caught by wolves. And it became a proverb. Right. Although now we say, out of the frying pan into the fire. Which <laughs> doesn't feel connected at all.
0: Like, the, I don't it, really. <laughs> there's a little bit of yada, yada, yada in there. Like there's just a tag, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Like those two, those two phrases don't go together. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and obviously, right now we all know this. Like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> So if you want to be in
1: the know, children, you just say escaping goblins to be caught by wolves.
0: Darn. Right? <laughs> yeah. And everyone will know. Everyone what, will know what you're talking about. They what you mean? <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> <But> whatever.
2: <laughs> yep, rather
1: humorously, they uh decide that they should just go up the trees, but Bilbo yeah. is too short. To go up the
0: tree. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He is far too short to climb trees. Aaron, in yours, how do, do they illustrate this part of the story?
3: Yes. So I was about to ask, do they refer to your all stuff in the books as either wards or wolves? Or is it kind of they use both? Uh, it's kind of both. Okay. So when you said wargs, I was like the fr- like in every panel, it's like wolves,
2: wolves, 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 wolves. I'm like, oh, but there's no there's the
3: wargs.
1: Yeah, it uses a, it. It starts out with wolves, and then it moves once they actually show up. It ah. starts talking about the warg, right?
3: Yeah. So these, um, when you said Bilbo can't get up, it's literally, you know, a, a zoomed out panel, and there's the trees, and all the dwarves are literally sitting on top, and then there's Bilbo trying to jump up, so he's like trying to reach, and then, uh. He'll be eaten if we don't do something. Uh, Dory, be quick and give Mr. Baggins a hand. Please hurry, Mr. Baggins. He's like on his shoulders and he's trying to like pull him up. So it, it's it's adorably showing, you know, dwarves and hobbits like climbing trees. Um, the sheer amount of wolves isn't like articulated. But in the next panel, there's like
2: one, two, three, four. Seven, eight, nine, eight, nine, eight. There's a lot. Um, yeah, it's like. <laughs> uh, Tolkien uses the word hundreds uh, to yes. describe, oh, okay. which
1: seems a bit much, but you know. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. These are, uh, quote, wild wargs, or so
0: the evil wolves over the edge of the wild were named. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> insinuating that there's something more, they are something more than just a typical, you know, average run of the mill wolf. Gotcha. Yeah,
3: Okay. So yeah, they that's that's showing a lot, and um, I mean, there's a lot of blues and greens, um, you know, imagery wise. But yeah, it, it's yeah, it's showing pretty well. There's not a whole lot of talking; it's um, hmm. more narration than anything, it kind of like describing what all is exactly happening and um, with everything. So yeah, it's here, doing, okay, doing hobby things.
2: That's nice. Right,
3: okay. yeah, so they get them up kind of last minute there, um as they
0: trot into the clearing, um and only just in time, though, yeah, that's true, and yeah.
2: and wouldn't you know it? This is the
1: exact place where wolves just hold their meetings <laughs> of all
0: the luck <laughs> I know, I was know. like, ah, well, ah. about that, everybody. Right? <laughs>
1: A bit weird, right? But again, you spoke to the it kind of presents this wider world aspect. Like, we find out because you know, Gandalf speaks fluent war, obviously. Right?
3: Um, I, I, I did found the part where it said where it uses the term uh ward, and it explains like what that definition means. Ah, uh, nice. in, in the top panel. So I was, I was sitting there reading all, all the descriptive stuff. Remember, I haven't like read this since I was like middle, and so I was like, oh, look at the pictures. <laughs> So I'm, I'm, I've been catching up
2: of exactly. years of Flag, So, but uh, it it goes more into how the uh,
1: wargs and goblins are cahoots. Apparently, they form raiding parties oh. together,
0: and right? and it just so happens that there was a great raid planned for this very night. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Who?
1: <laughs> what are the odds? Right. <laughs> But, of course, because of the goings-on with, you know, the slaying of the Goblin King and whatnot, uh, mm-hmm. Raid is probably put on hold, you know. But the Wargs don't know that, so they're very confused, right? But, again, you get this... It's like this system, right? It's like a... It's sort of like Bilbo's look into, like... the Even though Bilbo doesn't find out immediately, right? But, like, into the goings-on of the wider world, right? Like, there is yeah like nefarious intentions here right we are right. beyond you know it's really kind of showcases that he is very far beyond what he's used to because this is mm. a very odd situation right sure this is not this is not the shire anymore you know we're not in Shire the shire anymore toto right we're very far <laughs> away in very strange lands where goblins and wolves get together and raid human settlements right uh, there's a very you know it kind of is showing like it's getting weird out here right we're right the further we go away from home the stranger things are getting for, for old
2: bilbo right
0: yeah he's, <laughs> he's kind of having having fun or not having a hard time i
2: should say <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, and then, so there's much going on about, you know, this whole next part is just kind of like a, a whole bunch of craziness, right? We,
1: we did, the, the wargs like discover they're up there. The goblins come.
0: I right? uh, yes. Now
1: they're, now they're like, oh, wargs can't climb trees, but goblins can or chop them down or ch- so so now <laughs> we yeah. we have a problem right now we have to. discovered a flaw in our plan right yeah. so <laughs> like before we actually- could like wait them out we can do whatever but now there's a thing here that's going to chop down trees so we need mm-hmm. to escape
2: with the quickness right
0: <laughs> <laughs> well and is this
2: where um yes uh G-
0: gandalf um decides to have fun with them. And and I love this so much of he's just kind of chilling out watching everything take place, figuring out what's going on. And then all of a sudden, he gathered huge pine cones from the branches and set one alight with blue fire and threw it at them. <laughs> just it means a plan, right? Like it's <laughs> it's it's a
1: way to go about things. Um, you know, oh. maybe not the best plan. And it starts out fine, you know. Yes. But they burn some wolves and stuff. And then but once the goblins get here, uh they they're like, oh hey, cool fire. We'll just put it on the trees you're in, losers. Right. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> ultimate backfire of the century, right? Like we've got
0: <laughs> oh, it's so great. It's so great. I <laughs> like, oh yeah. Pine trees are or guess what pine trees are? Highly flammable. <laughs> yeah. Very flammable. It's
1: a very burnable thing.
2: <laughs> mm. This <laughs> oh, was... Oh, no. This was not... Not well thought out. No. It's fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they will be fine. Because... Because... Uh, all this commotion...
2: Attracts uh,
1: the attention... Right. Of so uh, some other
2: people hanging out, not people per se. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the great Eagles are just, you know, chilling out, right? The Lord of Eagles just happens to be hanging out, you know, doing his thing. Um, And he's basically
1: just like, what the heck is all this racket? I'm going to go check it out. See what's going on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's great.
0: I love this because yeah, it's, it's very much
2: a, uh, well, hey, what's that down there? <laughs> Let's go see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an eagle, right? So yeah. so uh
1: you know, not named yet, but spoilers, this is Throndor Okay, for all you Tolkien nerds out there. That's what this that's who this is. Uh coming out, hanging out, and uh he sees some people and then the eagles are like, Well, he doesn't really know what's going on at first, but he's like, Well, they seem to be fighting against goblins and wolves and i don't like goblins and wolves. Right. So, yeah, so, therefore, we're just going <laughs> to i'm going to help these dudes in the tree out, right?
0: <laughs> how he picks sides so easily. <laughs> just like I mean, yeah. He's well, just like, no, i don't okay. like those, so anyway, you're my yeah. friends now. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's wonderful.
2: <laughs> right? It's fine. So it's all good. Gandalf of course knows the eagles.
1: Right. Of course. Because you know, he's Gandalf, but deep lore here. So deep lore nerd time, right? Ooh, Eagles. Love it. Eagles, of course, the servant of Monway, right? The one of the gods across the sea. Mm. Right. In Valor in Valinor. Uh Gandalf also big buddies with Monwe, right, when he was back over there too in his other form, uh, uh before he crossed before he crossed the sea to come to Middle Earth. So sure there are you know just sort of like tangentially equated because they know each other from times before and the eagles gotcha. are the servants of of the great lord of the wind man oh. I I see yeah okay so they're also like not just eagles yeah right? they're kind of like you know watchers and they report back to him you know it's kind of like a thing so like they're not just birds
0: they're a little bit more you know <clears throat> Than sure. What they seem. Gotcha. Mm. Okay. I did not know that. So, yeah. very cool.
3: I'm sure I watched it one of those three hour long <laughs> floor three <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Right. Oh, yeah,
3: I'll totally retain that information.
2: Yeah, bro, it's totally the
1: Cimmerian. Come on. It's it's fine. It's right there. Just
2: plain,
1: mm. as, plain as day. Not plain. It's <laughs> hiding in there too. So, it's okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, the Eagles, like, they just sort of, you know, Again, this is one of those instances where like Gandalf kind of knows what's up because he knows the eagles and stuff. But as the eagles just come by and just start snatching dwarfs out of trees, Bilbo's like, ah, what right, is this? Right.
0: <laughs> rightfully so. Rightfully so. Uh, you know, uh, that would be a bit alarming if you're being attacked from below, and then suddenly giant birds start plucking people out of trees. Like that would not be fun. <laughs> But yeah, they so they they pluck them out, and and Bilbo does not know what's going on, like Brandon said, and they're he's quite concerned by this. But thankfully, uh, I love (laughs) that he he never forgets that flight. Somebody right, he's clinging to Dory's ankle because he's basically (laughs) the last one to be plucked out just in time, and he doesn't think he's going to hang on. And they they take him to his uh the mountaintop lookout, uh, and it was quite cold in there, uh. And they where they go from here. Um so yeah, they kind of laid laid there for a little while, but this was did they have um what did this look like in your book, Airman?
3: So let me go back here. My my book is wi- wildly falling apart, um bindings, so I'm like frantically flipping the pages to make sure I have everything. Um uh, so they rescued them, they fire. Uh poor little Bilbo was very nearly left behind again. Yeah, clutching to his feet. Mm -hmm. um, Going through it in every image of eagles I've shown. They've always shown very like proud, majestic looking creatures. Either in, I don't know if you ever saw or played the video game, uh, Lord of the Rings, War of the North. The exact (laughs) same like concept art here that I'm looking at. Um, So go through the eagles brought up fuel and rabbits and small sheep. Soon Bilbo's stomach was full and he slept curled up on a hard rock. More soundly than ever. And like in next page, you know, Billow is waking up and the eagles are flying again over ah, feminine, over valleys. And yeah, they just plop them on top of a rock and they say, All right, farewell, mm-hmm. wherever you, uh, you fare till so your, um, irises receive you at the journey's end. And then they just start clamoring and walking through. And it's, it kind of it shows a lot of this, especially with, you know, the caves and the last chapter of kind of how far they do take them. But in hindsight, not. Really, that far because there's still like so much they have to go through. Um, but it, you know, it, it shows, you know, every person has their own eagle and they're just swooping through valleys and streams. And they finally just leave them on a rock and say, All right, bye. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Because
1: Gandalf even asked him He's like, Can you take us this far? And they're like, No.
0: No. I <laughs> we'll take you. I love right that. That's like, no, not what we do. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <not>. like, Nah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Then so, they. All right. Did you have anything else about the the the, the presence of the eagles through this the part, Brandon? Oh no, no. Right. We're just saying now that they're set down, now they have to go to
1: a even stranger place, right? Because they're out of food, they
2: have no they have no supplies. But Gandalf knows a guy. he oh, does. right. Gandalf's like, hey, I know a guy, but. Kind of grumpy, <laughs> a little, so like a little touch and go. I <laughs> so we'll
1: we'll try him out because you, you know they're not supposed to be here. Gandalf had kind of another plan, and so he's just kind of being like, okay, well we're near this dude, but um, mm-hmm. just let me follow my lead, guys. Don't worry about.
3: It. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is this is uh, this is great.
0: Um, uh, of as far as we're going to go meet this kind of possibly scary person. Right. And it's set up. It is set up the way that there is just a little bit of tension here of the way Gandalf kind of presents this of who they're going to talk to. It it, it makes you feel uneasy of like, Oh, who who is this person? Like why?
2: Gandalf's not painting a great picture
0: here. Right. Like it's not not helping.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because he goes on. Um...
0: Oh. oh, I love, I love, sorry. Before we get there, I love when he, before they get to that point, they, um, Bilbo asks him why it's called the, the Karak. And and, and this, this reminds me of, you can tell it's an aspen because it's an aspen. Because, oh, yeah. It's, it's because called, it's called the Karak is. because Karak is, the, is his word for it, right? <laughs> because... Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what he called it. I don't know what to tell you, Novo. Sorry, but it's called because that's what it's called. (laughs) You're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Then, cool. That sounds who's Who's this? He right? Yeah. (laughs) And he goes into this long planning, and I am sure, I am sure there are management and negotiation classes written based off of how Gandalf handles this. I just, I know there's a class out there. It's
1: hilarious.
0: (laughs) Like, Like, I'm gonna. Uh, two by two be careful be polite okay let's go guys <laughs> sorry what <laughs> I love it
1: <laughs> yeah you get Bilbo's like really slow realization about what why he did that like much later right yeah it's it's really funny the, like the payoff to that comes uh, much later here but so Bilbo is really confused he's like why would
2: you do that I don't understand I don't know what uh, but then we find find our boy. We
1: find who Gandalf's talking about. Mm-hmm. A very giant person.
2: Uh,
1: Beorn is here, right? <laughs> which, which Tolkien, Tolkien, come on, Beorn just means bear in Old English. Okay, look, you can't of, come on. One of his lazier ones. Right? <laughs> wow! Wow! One of his lazier things here. <laughs> I feel like. He works so hard to like do all this other stuff. Later, he's like, "Nah, we'll call
2: the giant bear guy Bear." Yeah, nailed it. My like, <laughs> can't be be perfect in everything, eh? It's hard. Our kids, kid story, right? It's fine. Kid story. Yes. Is it okay? okay. Yeah, just roll with it. <laughs>
0: But yes, he goes, and I love how this is set up, just the, um, how he pairs them off and the description. Oh, I, I want to go see this place like so badly. <laughs> just how it's described with everything. Um, right. It's descended of, um, his, in, under enchantment of no one else's own, but he goes and describes all the flowers, right, and the giant bees that are swimming yeah, yeah. everywhere. we like, are still outside. Yeah, like, uh, come on. Come on, that's what I want. I want that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's very verdant, right, would be a word for this, right? It's a very, <sighs> yes. it's a very stark contrast to where we've just been, right? We were just in the goblin cave, right, where it's dark, literally can't see anything, austere, no nothing right and now we are in a very lush green garden space right so you can tell
2: it's a it's a very different location like all of a sudden right Mm -hmm. so which also sort of leads you to believe okay
1: maybe this Bayard guy is not so bad right he's like surrounded by flowers and stuff so it's like okay maybe he's not like the worst guy around
0: That could be <laughs> worse things out there for sure. Still
2: some hope in you, right? That this will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not there. Yeah. And yeah,
0: anyway, I just I, I like how he sets this up. Um for sure. And then this is where they say, you know, we're gonna just start. This is where he gives them the instructions to just start coming every five minutes, right? Like just just go with that. That'd be that'd be great, okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and it's it, it you know it's interesting. So we we talk about the payoff here, right? Where it works out where as Gandalf is telling this story, right? He's he's using like very vague language. You know, he's uh-huh. like me and my traveling companions. Bears like you call one a companion, like what? Is it? And so he like then comes more right. Like as he's telling his story, he just sort of like is casually dropping he's using language that implies, you know, a certain number of people, but he's not like never says numbers, right? Right. Except for I think he says like dozen, maybe, I don't know. But like and so Bayron is casually like but he's so enraptured in the story that like you know, when a couple more people show up, he doesn't really care. He's like, Yeah, sit down, keep talking, get off. Anyway, tell me more about what's yeah. going on. <laughs>
0: I I love like, I don't need your service, just sit down. Like it's, right. <laughs> Just stop. Yeah, yes, yeah. Keep saying, like, yeah, thanks. Anyway, keep move along, right? Move stop. You're interrupting the story. <laughs> yes. And and all through this, um Gandalf or um Bilbo is is realizing uh yeah, like you said, like oh, he did this intentionally. He did this so that he wouldn't overwhelm Bayorn, and he's doing this so that it's he 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 knows Bayorn so well that he knew he would get caught up in this, and he is it, it it's just making that this introduction to the point where Bayorn is just like, "Okay, yeah, whatever, get over it. There are more of you. I got it. Tell me this story like I really need to know, to know this." <laughs> Yeah, because when you, you know, say it all out loud, it is one of those, you're like, what? That didn't
2: happen, right? Right. Nah, come on, what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, so they all get in there. They are just kind of like accepting that there's a billion people in his house, whatever, right? right? (laughs) All right, and also, the interesting part is here, we can now juxtapose
2: this against what happened to Bilbo in the first chapter, because it's the uh, same. It's the same trick
0: Gandalf played the yeah. same
1: trick on Bilbo.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. This is true. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you're like, oh, huh, uh, <laughs> Gandalf. Uh, I see. Okay. I <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. See what gotcha. you did there, buddy.
1: I see how you got Bilbo to come on this. Right. I see what you did. You just <laughs> brought dwarves to his house a couple at a time. It's a bit, so it's not so big deal, right? Right. It's
2: a bit tricksy. (laughs) He's a very tricksy gandalf, that's what he is. Uh. (laughs) Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. And I Uh. I just throughout this because, yeah, he starts these little words keep dropping where he's like, you know, and the dwarves in our troop of ponies, and he's like, troop of ponies, well, you traveling circus. Or do you always call a troop uh, call six a troop? Yeah. Oh well, like there's (laughs) just like you said, like you keep like these little subtle hints where Bayorn is like, What wait a minute. Uh okay. (laughs) Then keeps like it's a strange word to use here. What do you mean? Yes. (laughs) Or when he says, What can a dozen do against so many? And Bayorn's like, A dozen? That's the first time I've heard eight called a dozen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, like, oh right, 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 right. Oh, oh, whoopsie daisy. Uh oh, I should say that's right. <laughs>
2: uh
1: oh yeah, real quick before we move on. I also like oh. how Gandalf just casually drops at the beginning right he's like, they were all captured. Not me. I was obviously not oh. captured. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, I just, I foiled their plan, right? Like <laughs> Yeah. A little bit of shade at <laughs> That part's just funny to me. Yeah. I like he's like, they were all captured, except for me. Uh-huh. Uh, where
2: I <laughs> Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, then it gets like real weird all of a sudden because Baron's like, all right, I guess you
1: can stay here and we'll eat. And then he like claps his hands and a whole bunch of just like animal servants come in and start like dressing the place up
0: and like bringing out snacks. Look kind of strange, right? Like it's It's a a bit weird. Yep. There's a sheep, there are dogs, there, there are horses. Horses, right? Like bringing out beds and tables and all sorts of stuff going on right now. And yeah, you're a little, just a little, like this is like, it's we've weird. been through, this has been, we've been through a lot, but this is probably the first one where it's just like, okay, yeah, that's odd that that's really, <laughs> hmm. yeah. It's,
2: like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's real, real strange, right? Like, it's really weird, but you're like, okay,
1: I guess he, Baron has horses that do stuff for him. All right, cool. Whatever. Like weird. Horses and dogs and sheep that like carry
2: milk somehow, whatever. Uh,
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And they get that all set up and th- there's this interesting part where they're all getting ready for bed. And and I think, and this, this happens quite a lot throughout the telling of the story of just like the juxtaposition of people with different priorities uh, of, of the, the, the dwarves stay up talking about, Smithcraft and gold and metals, um and then it said, "Mayor did not appear to care for such things. There were no things of gold or silver in his hall, and few, save the knives, were made of metal at all." um a- a- Again, just these these differences in in people's priorities or the the characters where they place their value, what they're wanting, what they're after, what they are what they want uh, in 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 life, what kind of what their goal is, and it's just is an interesting. To point that out, of the the dwarves were all about discussing the metal and the riches and these things, and Beorn it, it, it specifically states, "Yeah, that wasn't here at all. Like that's not what Beorn's about."
1: Yeah, he, it's very explicitly. He has no interest in things like that. He's just like whatever. Okay, right.
2: Give me my giant honeybees. Let's go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there's some 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 singing and falling asleep. Uh, and,
0: and this is the part where now all of a sudden there's, there's like growling outside and, uh, scuffling and scurfuffling going on around outside of the, 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 halls.
1: Yeah. Bilbo wakes up and is like, what is that noise? Right.
2: What's going on? <laughs>
1: <All> right. <clears throat> And we we wake up the next day and a uh, bear is just gone, right? Uh, for basically all day, right? He's just like vanished. They don't really know where he's at. Gandalf kind of dropped some hints about, you know, like don't worry about it. It's you know it's it's okay. Like,
2: <laughs>
1: <clears throat> no, there he kind of, you know, talks about he found a lot of bear tracks outside. You know, there must have been regular bears meeting out here last night, right? Um, <laughs> because I love there's bear tracks, but Bayorin couldn't have made all those bear tracks, right? And so it's just right. like
0: a casual like.
1: What do you mean a bear meeting. What? <laughs> yeah,
0: not a not a special meeting, but just a regular, just a regular old bear meeting outside. Yeah, obviously, yeah. That's <laughs> the, <laughs> what he talked.
1: Yes, there must <laughs> have been a regular bear's meeting outside here last night. That's a sentence. You're like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <"What's>,
1: what? What? <laughs> It's I mean, wonderful. I, mean, <laughs> I was just introduced to the fact that wolves have meetings, but like this is a lot to take in right now. Like I don't really <laughs> Nope.
0: And I, and and this story is is wonderful um because it uh it it ends where he says uh oh and I followed the tracks uh and they went um they went they went straight off in the direction uh where we had our pleasant party with the wargs. And I think I've answered your question. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Infer what you will. Anyway. Uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That was that was wonderful. That's <laughs> funny. But I like when, when so they baron has gone all night, right? They don't know. He comes, you know, but in the next morning. So they just have like a day of just like hanging out and eating snacks served to them by ponies. You know, whatever. Uh, As one does. As one does. But the next morning, they were awakened by Beorn, who said, Ah, you're still here. Uh, Not eaten by wargs or goblins or wicked bears yet, I see, as he, like, yanks Bilbo
2: up out of bed, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He
0: was in a much different mood.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and we find out that it's because he
1: went to investigate for himself and found out that everything that Gandalf told him is they actually did that. It's actually true. And so he's like, oh, well, all right then. I Because <laughs> he was still kind of skeptical about it. Was like, there's no way this story is real. There's no way they did that. I can't, I don't believe you. That's too crazy. And then he went and checked. He was like, oh, nope. Okay. All right, well, I guess I was wrong. Uh, you did kill the Goblin King
2: and light a bunch of wolves on fire. Good job. All right. Let's <laughs>
0: Yeah, and he really, his his whole demeanor has changed, right? He was most jolly and seemed to be in splendidly good humor, <laughs> right? It's like he really, yeah, it it really uh, cheered him up to figure yeah, out I mean, all says, this.
1: Yeah, it says, uh, it was a good story that of yours, said Bayorn. but I like it still better now that I know,
2: now that I'm sure it is true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now. Uh. So we, we've had a respite, right? We've got a rest. Going pretty good. And now they start thinking about
1: what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Right? And they start asking Bayorn about where to go. And he's like, Yeah, I can give you some stuff and I'll give you some things here. But uh, I'm gonna do that because you better not eat anything in Merkwood.
2: And they're like, but, uh what?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. it's it's
1: it's again this juxtaposition of like everything's fine and it's glorious. Uh the next place you're gonna go is pretty terrible, right? Like you get some like foreshadowing there of like it's not great. Here's why. And so you're you're building up some more foreboding, right?
2: Bilbo is now all of a sudden like, oh. Like even though he's in a place, right? It reminds him of his house. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and Bayorn is, is saying these things. It's it's quite foreboding at this point because he says "Uh, in the dim shadows of that place, I don't think he will shoot anything wholesome or unwholesome. So implying that there are very bad things out there, but you're likely not going to hit them. And then without straying the path from the path that you must not do for any reason. And suddenly it's like, it is this like, okay, like we're back to being serious now. These dangers are out in the world and we're going to have to leave our comfort soon to go out there.
2: Yeah. So they're planning for that. Oh, and and they have to send back his horses. Don't That's true. That. <laughs> Don't That's forget true. that. <laughs> Better send back the source.
1: Well, and you also get this like whole thing of like as they're going towards the edge of the forest, like, you know, Bilbo, sure, he sees what could only be a giant bear just out of sight over there. Right. Like
2: <laughs> just, just over there.
1: Uh-huh. watching them,
2: guarding them maybe, making sure they send back his horses, maybe, like <clears throat> uh. and you get some random foreshadowing because there's like that part where he's like and he would
1: not see Bayorn again, except for that part in the Battle of the Five Armies. So I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> <And> you're like,
0: Well <laughs> that was so <laughs> oh my gosh it's
2: that was <laughs> it's like what mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: it was wonderful and this is this is also where Gandalf is like well uh, here's Merkwood. anyway send back your ponies I gotta go and they're like well what, what about your horse And he's like well I'm not sending it back <laughs> <about you> going? <laughs> so yeah they're like well, well why not and he's like well I'm riding it that and not through Merkwood. <laughs> yeah. So it's
1: like, funny. I got to go somewhere else. You know, typical Gandalf. Like, anyway,
2: I'll be seeing you. Got other things, you got wizarding things to do. Like, what, what, what do we mean? No.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, the mood just really changes with with now that he, he leaves and Thorin says this phrase of, everyone's kind of complaining about how heavy the packs are because now they each have to carry their own stuff plus stuff for other people and he says, Thorne says, don't you worry it will get lighter all too soon before long I expect we shall all wish our packs heavier when the food begins to run short and it's like yeah, I'm like yeah. okay <laughs> this is cheerful yeah, it's
2: very yeah, it's not going well right <clears throat> now well maybe I'll talk about it later. It's okay. I'll talk about it next time. Oh, okay. okay. But there is a lore reason why that happens when Gandalf is not around. Oh boom. What? Boom.
1: Okay. Boom. That's what we'll talk about next time. Because his okay. absence, his absence will uh sort of bring
0: this
2: out, but we can talk Ooh. about that. Okay. I
0: like right. it. Okay. Yeah. 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 And now and now uh well in this for this. In the interim, he he asks again, can we just go around this whole thing? And he is told, no, because it's far worse any of the direction that you're going to go. So might as well just walk through this place in a straight line. Best of luck. There you go, Al. Yeah. <laughs> don't drink the water. Just don't drink the that. water. Yeah.
2: Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes. That's where we're left, right at the that's edge of Merkwood. Yeah yeah which sounds like a terrible place.
0: And plunged uh, so, into the forest. Yep, and there we are. Boom. Yep, I uh, I don't know any any takeaways from these. Uh, in in closing, Air- Airman, did you? What were your thoughts uh, working through these chapters? <laughs> so this was kind of like an, another like
3: obvious switch because we go from dark grays to then having uh dark greens and blues and then it's just like yellow and be and I Dorm was definitely I, especially when I was a kid was one of the more like memorable individuals because it's like because the part that I did read it's like oh Gandalf seeing this person like why? Why is it why is he who's this person? Why like oh he's just friendly large person that lives by himself. So, it, like reading upon it, especially then and now, like seeing those, those, you know, that subtle change of like, oh, hey, man, you know, maybe there is hope, you know, of us getting through this and coming out good on the other side. And then, it's like, yep, don't, um you know, don't, don't go off this path. And then just kind of that, oh, back into the, uh, the definite, you know, dark side of things and how, uh, you know, that there's something, like it's not as it's never as just as pleasant as we want it to be like there's there's something else that we have to you know get through and you know push past and so, always something like that especially with this part in the book when it's it's not like another little change but it's like a a change is coming and good bad who knows it's up to you so i always thought that that was kind of just like a neat little you know a neat little play and a nice little Part to add because like yeah it is you know it is fun and whimsical and look at all these you know giant creatures making you know food and whatnot but it's just it's different in a good way so i that was always my part on it and it just like whimsical and like oh look at this magical little hut like oh it's so cute and it's like wait what
2: else is about to happen Mm, i don't trust it I mean, yeah, that's pretty interesting, especially when you consider that Bayorn is a skin changer. Oh, yeah! So you really <laughs> got some good themes there going on. I like that analysis. That's good. Yeah. <clears throat> <Gotcha. laughs> what about you, Brandon? Uh, the chapter is very uneven. I think right, like,
1: uh, you know out of the frying pan of the fire chapter is kind of weird because it's like you could, it's kind of like it feels unbalanced slightly a little bit and then but it is again like air song talking about it's it's that transition from like you know where we've been in these like terrible places we're running we're escaping we're uh, you know peril and horror and now we've found a place of refuge with Bayorn right so they're very contrasting right mm-hmm. it's a very high contrast in, in just situation of what's going on here where it's like The situation in the field, it like, didn't seem that, you know, dangerous, but it was. And then like, you're in Bayorn, who seems dangerous, but he's not really, right? Mm. It's like, (laughs) it's like a very high contrast two chapters here. And then especially knowing where we're going, right? It's like this, it's like a little respite, you know, on their journey. Like, it's, it, it's a very, it's very interesting because Bilbo has a lot of time to like reflect right he like I said he starts really missing home because he's in this very homey place it's you know where he hasn't been in quite a while because they've been underground it for a very a long time
3: true bed in a long time
1: yeah exactly yeah. <clears throat> so he's a it's kind of like a little break and a little bit of introspection but it, it's, a, it's a nice contrast to the the perils of the outside world right I think that's what I like about this part It's you get this big contrast in in what's going on. Mm. So yeah, that's my take.
0: Yeah. I, I, I completely agree, especially as it, it is this weird, the, the, the action is so reduced in this. It, it really is a time for, for reflection and this exposure to it. I, I think between both of these chapters, a continual, nudging out of our understanding just a little bit of the broader world of kind of when we're in this inaction we're just learning about things, learning about bigger picture before we dive back into some things that are gonna face more imminent and personal peril yet again and go back yeah, exactly. into the more immediate dangers facing us. Yes. So. so yes, I uh yeah, no, I thought I good stuff. All right. Okay. okay. Well, uh, we will pick back up with chapter uh, eight. Boom. Um. Something about spiders. Something. 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 And flies. Flies, flies and spiders. There flies goes. and spiders. Yes. That. That one. <laughs> there you go. So our
1: journey through Merkwood. Next time.
0: <laughs> dun dun dun. Nah. No. Dun dun dun. That's so. not, not, not cheerful, right? It's not <laughs> cheerful. Dun dun uh. dun. dun. <laughs> <laughs> and on that really not bombshell considering how foreshadowed it was and more that, true. it was It was at all uh we'll we'll end there all right <laughs> like love you guys love you too. love you bye, too. bye. bye.